Welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host, Deepak Sharma, and on this podcast, I learn how to level up in all areas of life from people much smarter than me. You see, I'm obsessed with the idea that we should be striving to realize our potential with the one life that we have. Let's not overcomplicate it because it's not that deep. This week's guest is Jamie Lee. Jamie is a videographer, content creator, world traveler, explorer, and as recently as this year, popped off on TikTok. Yup, that's right, Jamie merged his adventurous personality, passion for travel, and adventure and video skills to create a massive platform on TikTok with nearly 30,000 followers. He has awesome videos and clips featuring amazing landmarks such as waterfalls, trails, and beautiful scenery. And for my Ottawa people, he's done an incredible job showcasing the beauty around the National Capital Region. But that's not it. Jamie plans to travel to every single country in the world and spread his positive message of connecting communities. It's obvious that I really vibe with this guy, and you will too. Uh, Make sure to shoot him a follow on Instagram and TikTok at JamesLife, and the life has two E's. And I really enjoyed our chat today, and I'm sure you will too. Make sure to subscribe to the It's Not That Deep podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And it would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review. It's Not That Deep podcast is produced by Deep Digital Media. We take the pain out of content creation by editing, distributing, and promoting podcasts, video series, and much more for our clients. This show is sponsored by Podcast Foundations. If you ever wanted to start your own podcast and want to learn about everything from what kind of equipment you need or how to grow a fan base, how to monetize your podcast, you know, what's an RSS feed and how do I get it up on Apple Podcasts, all, all the kind, all those kinds of things, uh, you, you should sign up for early access. It's going to be ready soon. Now, I know I just threw a lot of information at you and you're probably like, man, how many websites do you want me to visit? Don't worry. One link will take you to everything I'm up to. And you could just head over to www.depackbrands.com. That's D-E-E-P-A-K-B-R-A-N-D-S.com. And you'll find everything there. Enjoy today's episode and just remember, it's not that deep. Jamie Lee, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast, brother. Oh, I'm stoked to be here. So, so happy. Thanks so much for coming right on, in man. The Sharma Palace. <laughs> you, you got it in early, man. That's that's an incredible name. No one's ever called this the Sharma Palace. Man, first of all, I got to say, I'm, I'm really excited to have you here. We've been trying to have this podcast for fucking months, but we, we made it happen. We've been trying to link up and we finally made this happen. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the first podcast that I'm having back in the Sharma Palace, <laughs> yeah, my, my, my little studio since uh, since COVID broke out. So very excited to do in person again. This means everything to me, like this context, reading body language, shooting the shit. But let me introduce you a little bit, man. You are a videographer, photographer, a world traveler. A fucking very interesting guy and <laughs> and and also a TikTok sensation. You're you're mildly famous here in Ottawa now, but when I met you, you weren't. So it's 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 a little bit of a funny story. And how about you tell how how we met each other? Yeah, it's I I just find this so funny because it was probably I would say maybe seven months or so. I mean, we've been in COVID for about five months, so I would say it was about two months before that. And I remember I get this LinkedIn DM. Deepak slides right into the LinkedIn DMs. As I do. <laughs> and uh, he, you just sent a message. And I remember telling you when we were on that phone call, I was like, what I appreciated about it is it didn't feel like it was like a copy and paste thing. It was like, no, a little personal touch. It was, it was a like, voice note. 
Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it was like it was like yeah. you actually wanted to connect. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, cool, because yeah. you looked up content creators in Ottawa and on my LinkedIn profile it says it says that. Yep. And so Jamie Lee on LinkedIn, if anybody wants to add me to their network. <laughs> get, um, get on that, people. But spell my name right, because it's an EY at the end instead of IE. Yeah, get it right, people. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so we I remember we we hopped on a call. And I think we chatted for like ninety minutes or something. Oh yeah, it was a serious phone call. Like yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't plan that. Like I didn't know this is what it was gonna be. I just wanted to shoot the shit and learn from a fellow content creator. You know, I'm at the time I was thinking of starting my agency and and stuff like that and i'm like let me learn from videographers and mm -hmm. content creators and personal brand specialists whatever that means and, and stuff like that you know and we just got on a call and clicked right away yeah instant. right away instant so uh, it, it was it was crazy to me because one of the big things um that we related on was uh travel and mm -hmm. and that's i think probably going to be a big topic in this podcast is like the importance of travel and something that you know, you pride yourself on being an adventurer, an explorer. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about how that relates to kind of how you've grown your social media following and stuff like that. But let's take it back, man. What gave you the initial itch to want to like explore and travel the world? Yeah, so I, I was definitely very fortunate that my family was into travel growing up. So I remember in 2011, nine years ago, uh, we went on our first Europe trip and we were we went through Europe for a month. And we did London, Paris, Barcelona, and then a couple other places as well. And then the following year, we did another month in Europe. And so back-to-back -back years, 2014, then we did like some of the Caribbean, uh, New York and Florida and stuff. And uh, I'd done a few like New York and Florida trips prior to that as well. And so like all the way coming through high school, like I was getting all these worldly experiences, like going to Italy and and not just going to the main tourist attractions, but going a bit off the beaten path to find a really good pasta spot. Mm. Um, and it, it really just like accumulated from there. Uh, 2016, I decided I was like, cool, like me and my buddy will go to Whistler and we'll, we'll go ride bikes because we're big mountain bikers. And that was kind of my first experience with that. And then uh, I just I just couldn't stop. You know, it was, I realized like, you caught the bug. It was, it, that's, there's no better way to describe it than the bug. It's like, it's like its own virus. Yep. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> and, and I just like, it's, it's depleted all of my money <laughs> on many occasions, but, um, I, I just really became passionate about seeing new people, learning from them, talking to them. And I'm a very extroverted guy, as you can probably tell. And so for me, it was like, awesome. Like I can go to a place where I can meet somebody who has no stories that are similar to mine. Right. And I get to like repeat that process over and over and over again, try different foods that I've, I wouldn't be exposed to here. Um, and, and I'm, I'm just a big landscape nut. Like if right. I see a beautiful sunset, like I'm, I'm just enamored. And so I realized that travel for me was always like, I would come back from a trip feeling like full and fulfilled. Okay. Um, and then it it was just like I'd always come back feeling the opposite. I feel like I need more. Oh well, it was gotta... it was it was torn between the two. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like fulfilled from the things that I had done, but also like it, it's like a drug. You're like, I need my next fix. Like yep. I need to go out again. I need. I'm I'm planning the next. Um, and then that's when I started traveling on my own. I realized that like some of I shouldn't say some like a lot of the fun comes in that process of working really hard towards like affording it That's as true. well as like doing your research and due diligence and planning everything out where I want to go, the things I want to do, uh, where I'm going to stay, what, what's my budget going to look like? 
that sort of aspect of travel that I think often gets overlooked was something that I just loved. I was like, it was, it was the anticipation high. Mm. Um, that was almost as fun as actually like arriving there. Well, that's such a great point, man. And it it's kind of like a, you know, not to get too deep cause it's not that it's deep, not that deep. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's almost a, it's almost like a metaphor for life in a way too. It's like, you know, that journey of going on the journey mm. is like, what what's exhilarating yeah. as much as like that destination like yeah i love seeing a dope sunset too but it's like everything that built up to that sunset mm -hmm. it's like i had to take a bus then i had no fare and my hostel i'm getting kicked yeah. out and then blah, blah, blah. like all these things and then you see that sunset or you go on a four-hour hike to get to that that's what makes it worth it that's what makes mm -hmm. it fun and you know me i like you know a little backstory on me so like for me traveling um you know i got to go i i never didn't get to do as much as you did but i i got to go on an international exchange while i was studying and i went to bergen norway and absolutely loved it there you would love it too mm. it's like you know fjords mountains yeah. beautiful city and like the nordic lifestyle it's, it's incredible but because i was in europe I was able to just go wherever I wanted and just mm. hop around from city to city. Like, like it's like getting on a bus yeah. is like taking a plane to, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to Italy for three weeks or I might just go to Greece for a bit or, or this or that. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, that's where I think I, I learned the most about myself through travel, through those experiences, through going to hostels and meeting all these crazy people from all around the world with, with, different stories like you said but at the same time the more you get to know everybody it's like everyone's kind of going through some of the same shit it's mm -hmm. like you can really relate like on a human level with someone who looks completely different eats different food different religion you know does everything different but then you boil it down and it's like oh shit they just want happiness they just want mm -hmm. to decrease suffering they just want their family to be well they just want wealth health happiness they just want those kinds of things right and it's like that was kind of what sparked and, and you were talking about this before you know when you started a podcast or, or one of your ideas for your podcast is you want to be able to travel the world and talk to people and, and download their experience and, and, and exchange ideas. And that's something that's been important to me as well. Like I want to be able to do that someday, but in a jumbled up like way, what I'm trying to say, man, is like, I think that people who haven't traveled, haven't experienced life yet. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think one of the things, and I haven't told you this yet, but I, actually have listened to like five or six of your episodes in the oh, past like week sweet man um Appreciate and like that. honestly like the first two i was like hey like i'll uh i'll listen to some of my friends like obviously connecting with hayden and anna recently i was like i'll listen to theirs and i was like damn like i'm just gonna keep going into it and uh, i just kept listening so like i'm a, I'm a fan of this show appreciate you, know, you man appreciate you. and one thing that you always talk about that i so agree with is how what you're just saying fundamentally i believe that people are the same I think people's wants and needs are the same across religions, across culture, and across language, and across skin color. For me, the ultimate gift that travel has really given me is the perspective of that. Yep. And so I genuinely believe <laughs> that I think travel is the number one antidote to bigotry in the world. I think if you go out and you experience someone's culture, if you go into somebody's home in a foreign place 
and have them invite you in for a meal with their family and see what they're really like, you'll realize people aren't that different. Nope. And the differences that people or the media or whatever come up with between this person in the United States and this person in Haiti and this person in Italy are just minimal. Yep. I think... Like, obviously, there are things that are different within cultures and within their beliefs. But fundamentally, I believe there's so much grounds for connection based on how similar the human race really is. Yep. And it's finding those connections that I, I'm, I'm addicted to. I love it. And, and it's, it's something I want to dedicate the rest of my life for. That's a beautiful thing, man. And I, I can, you know, we can all see that that's what you do. So one of the first things on this first phone call that I had with you when we were talking about travel, pulled up your Instagram, man. First of all, <laughs> fucking beautiful shots. Like you, 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 you're not just a, a someone who just likes to travel and just hedonistic, like just get my pleasure, you know? Yeah. It's like you also are talented at what you do. Thank you for so, that. So it's, it's incredible your photography and videography skills and how that's kind of led to some of the other things that you're doing now. So I think it's it's awesome how when things start to come together. But when I like first messaged you, man, you're like, I'm working three jobs. Yeah. I'm like, I'm grinding. Like, like yeah. so, so talk to me a little bit about like what, what that's like. And I'm sure that relates to the travel in a way as well. Right. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll kind of explain that story in a couple parts. So uh, my first big trip that I ever did on my own was I did two and a half months to Southeast Asia. Nice. And so I did Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, Philippines, Indonesia. And then I also did a, just under a week in Perth, Australia. And in order to do that trip, I had to make my entire budget within eight weeks. Oh, <laughs> so I like I had booked my flight in January. I was in university at the time. And I was like, I'm going to go on this trip. I'm going to film everything. I'm going to document everything. I'm going to really like try and develop my skills and, and see what comes out of it. And by the end of the semester, I realized like, crap, like I'm working a minimum wage job at a trampoline park, telling people <laughs> yeah. to stop running and like double bouncing each other. <laughs> and I have like 200 bucks in the bank and I leave in two months. Okay. So my first experience with that was saying like, okay, like my budget that I'm trying to make is five grand. And I was like, perfect. I've got eight weeks to make five G's on minimum wage, part-time hours. So I was like, all right, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start my own car detailing business. So I set up shop at like my buddy's place and I just detailed like 12 to 14 cars that summer, all different sizes, fully thorough, like six to nine hour projects. Damn. Um, so that was one. And then I started putting ads on Kijiji for doing landscaping work okay. so i was like i will just do your yard work um <laughs> sick and so me that's and, like mowing lawns cleaning like whatever yeah whatever whatever i'll I take whatever like, okay. i was like i was like if you can have me in for 20 bucks an hour i'll do it and so myself and my buddy from extreme gavin we ended up doing that several times um and then i ended up filming a wedding for the first time so that occupied one day plus like i think it was like a 25 hour edit or so um, and I just kept doing all these different things. And within eight weeks, I realized like I had 54 consecutive days without a day off. Um, and I ne never once like complained about it, nor thought that I was like doing something wrong, nor was stressed. Like it was like at that point that I realized I was like, the process is the journey mm -hmm. or the journey is the destination. Yeah. And so I was like, but you were a man on a mission entirely, entirely. Cause it, it was around that point where I was like, I know in some way, shape or form, this trip is going to change my life. Um, it was my first experience with solo travel. Mm. So I did that. Um, 
unfortunately, when I came back, I'd only made like five grand during that time. So I came back like dead broke. Um, and I was like, crap, like I gotta, I gotta start making money again so I can do this once more. Yeah. Um, and then I decided, okay, cool. So I worked at a startup for a while, kind of managing a subscription box company. Um, there was, I was basically the number two of the company, um, using kind of social media skills, video skills, but then also doing, um, a bunch of the different internal work, like, uh, all of our inventory management, all of our shipments, um, kind of just, just literally everything that you can think of is involved with the startup. I had my hands in. Right. Um, so I did that for nine months and then realized, okay, I'm starting to make a bit more money. Um, I've got enough saved up. Like I have a lot of work from last summer that I think I can leverage to get some, some free trips. So I booked a flight to Peru and then from there I was like, okay, I'm just going to start like researching like different treks to Machu Picchu that I want to do. Found a company that did it. First email I sent, they came back to me and was like, we'd love to have you. We love your work from last year in in the Philippines. Like we'll, uh, we'll, we'll sponsor you. So all I had to pay for was my flights. And then I realized my, my parents were doing another Europe trip, but for two weeks so I asked them if it's like, if it's possible, okay, like, cool. Like, are you cool if I just like stay an extra two weeks when you guys go home and I'll figure something out on my own? I was able to like, I pitched 32 different companies this time instead of one um, and got a sponsorship in Croatia. Okay. So it was like all that internal so work wait, just what, to make what something is, happen. Like, why don't we break down what a sponsorship is yeah, for, for people so, who don't understand? Perfect. So for these ones, like... Um, I'm not going to call them brand deals. I'm just calling them sponsorships because they offered me cost-covered travel. Um, so that's what I've had so far. It was like I would go on a five-day trek to Machu Picchu. And I wouldn't have to worry about the costs. And then they would also, and that includes like all of my accommodations, all of my meals, um, and obviously the excursions as well. And they would send me on other excursions. So realistically, the only things that I was paying for while I was there, uh, I paid for my flights to get there. Uh, any additional meals that I want to have on my own or yeah, like, like any little shopping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, um, so then after that um, summer, I realized like, great, it's, I'm getting all this stuff for free, but I didn't realize like there are certain expenses, like obviously flights, getting to and from countries, uh, paying for my own meals. So it was another summer again, I traveled till I was broke. Um, and that was last summer. Okay. And so then I come home and I'm like, it's September. I'm like, crap, like I got to start hustling, start working. September, I was like, I don't care. Like the classic Gary Fee thing. T- don't be afraid to take a few steps back to make big leaps. Yep. So I was like, I'm just going to be a busboy at a steakhouse. Okay. Um, a lot of people my age and younger are like already serving, obviously making a lot more money. But I was like, I don't care if I have to like just take out your plates and stuff and then work into serving. Um, cause I knew that was a great like evening hustle, uh, November kind of came and then I, I got in contact with a local marketing agency, uh, by February that marketing agency had merged with another one. Uh, and then I was brought on full time then as a full time videographer and social media manager. So I would manage social media accounts. Um, I would create content for different clients, uh, film and photograph and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, while at the same time, bussing tables every evening and doing freelance like video and social media work on the side right so those were the three things that i was talking to you about when we last uh connected the three jobs april hits i uh i get laid off because obviously a lot of our our clients at the agency were local businesses and when the, all the businesses shut down they had to pull their budget ripple effect on everything yeah exactly and at, at that company at the time i was pretty much the bottom of the totem pole so uh the easiest guy to cut and I, and I knew it as soon as like the pandemic was getting worse. I was like, 
I'm expecting to get laid off soon. And I did. But then my response to that was like, all right, like I have all this time in the world to do whatever I want to do. My ultimate dream is to be paid to travel the world, break down barriers, encourage people to experience new cultures while doing that in a sustainable manner. And so I was like, how do I accelerate that? And I was like, obviously it has to be through my video and photo work. But I was like, what's like the nuance there that I can use to leverage to like get this happening and rolling and building more momentum? And I was like, TikTok. So I started creating on TikTok like every single day. So for two months, I did two to four posts a day, all of my international travel. So there's, if you go back on my account, you can see like tons of videos from my Southeast Asia trips or South America trips uh, or Europe and all that sort of stuff. And I was like creating different types. Like it would be a list, like three amazing cheap places you never right, right, knew right. about. Um, and it wasn't really hitting. So I had like maybe a couple videos do all right, but I, I was able in two months to go from like 200 to a thousand followers, which is all right. Like it's not bad. And then, well, that's the hardest. That's the hardest. That's the hardest. That beginning getting yeah. that first like thousand followers on any social media platform. Yeah. But TikTok's an unusual one. And that, that's a, not, not to interrupt your story, no, no, but, of course. but, but what really interests me about that right there is like, you knew you already had a mission. You already had a why. That's one of the buzzwords people use a lot mm -hmm. now. It's like you already had like your mission, your purpose, your passion, whatever. Yep. Now it's like, okay, like how can I fit what I'm doing to like to to make that a reality? Yeah. And so, what was like? What was your existing knowledge of TikTok before this? Like, what did you already know about? Like, were you on there? Were you? semi addicted to it already were you just a consumer or did you just hear about it from like a gary v no so i uh i think one thing that i will say i think separates myself from a lot of content creators is i focus on distribution just as much i would say at this point even more than i do like the artistic value in it um so it's like yeah i understand how to edit videos and photos and like tell stories and stuff but i probably put 60 percent of my effort into actually understanding like the distribution platforms of like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm just, I, I geek out on that stuff. Right. And so I was paying attention to TikTok and I was like, just the fact that the For You page exists means that there's this fantastic opportunity to create content that you don't have to put ads behind that people can potentially see. And an and, algorithm can just pick up and, and, and it can blow up. Spiral and yeah. domino effect. And yeah. so um, I was mentioning before, uh, we started recording that my best friend had exploded on TikTok in the comedy space. Right. Uh, for anybody listening, if you follow or check out John C. Dev, J-A-U-N-C-Y-D-E-V, um, great Ottawa local like comedian dude who's well over 300,000 people on the platform right now. Wow. And so obviously like he's like a brother to me, you know, like we're, we're as tight as you can be. Right. And I'm just watching him like just easily get 50K and then 100K. <laughs> okay. And then it's just like, and it, he's like, like he's putting effort into it, but it's like, it's just so second nature to him. And he just boom, puts it out. And I was like, there's something more to this. And so I realized I was like, what sort of way can I use my sort of skill set to leverage that effect? Cause I knew I was like, I, the things that I'm good at would be like telling stories or provoking some sort of desired emotion. Right. So if I'm creating a, a photo or a video, I actually, instead of starting with a script, I write down the emotions that I want to convey in that. Okay. And then I write a script and mm, then I kind of edit it from there. Most people do the opposite. They're just like, 
let me take a photo yeah and fit everything around it throw the right filter yeah put the right description you start that's that's a really interesting like like tidbit of information right there because a lot of people don't think about it that way and, and you mentioned 60 percent distribution mm-hmm. so i'm the opposite so i've i've like i glaze over yeah you know those details but i recognize how important they are so i try i just don't care i don't care so when i'm like new instagram update or new this or that i'm like what is it can someone just explain this to me like like a five-year-old this what do i need to do now you know but that's very fucking interesting how how you how you focus on the emotions that you want to evoke in in your content because I feel that when I look at, you know, your Instagram feed before your TikTok or anything, when I looked at that, I'm like, whoa, like, look at how, look at this landscape. Look at this. Look at the colors on this. Look at like the water doesn't just look like water. It's like, <laughs> it's telling me a story. man. It's talking to me. It, it's fucking like it captures you. But then, but, but then with TikTok, it's, it's almost like outside looking in and like being cynical about everything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, these are just a bunch of kids dancing and, and making music and, and things just blowing up on there. It's very easy to write off. Yep. So what was it like, what was it that caught your eye? That's like, this is not just a, a trend. This is not just what's happening today and it's gone tomorrow. Yeah. So it was, uh, well, there's always going to be that gamble, right? Like there, it's like, as soon as you commit to a platform entirely, especially one that's new, there is that gamble that's going to be a vine and it's just going to flop. Um, and I was willing to take that risk just because I knew that the opportunity of me being exposed to people that had never seen my work was really high. Um, and so I, I decided just to give it a shot. And then just sort of logically speaking, at the time around April, when I started taking it more seriously, I was like, we're in a pandemic right now and people are looking for things to do. And it right. can't always just be Netflix. And this platform is exploding with younger kids and just like everything else. I was like, it's probably going to get more older users that start coming onto the platform just because they have nothing to do all day. Um, And that is what happened. And so I remember when I was creating a lot of my content, um, especially now, it's kind of unfortunate that in terms of the demographic breakdown of my analytics, I can't see the ages or regions of everybody beyond uh, just like if they're from what country okay um but based on the comments that i receive on my videos most of the people i would say are 20 or older and there's a big community that follows me that are clearly like parents right even grandparents wow which i was shocked about so everybody thinks it's like this this charlie d'amelio like dancing sort of like t- platform where people just do silly little dances to popular music and then they go viral and yes that is a big part of the platform but I think the pandemic really accelerated its growth into a much more serious place. So I don't know if you've seen on the app, there's now a learn page. Oh, I um, didn't know that. And so there's three pages. There's the for you page, which is kind of just all the viral content yep. that TikTok decides to spray and put in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And then it's also filtered out by the stuff that you've interacted with in the past. It's going to show you similar types of content. There's the following page, whoever you follow. And now they introduced a learn page. Okay. So there's an incentive. There's an incentive for educators to create on the platform. Right. So and that that's what a- I loved most about TikTok. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. That's course. what I loved most about it is when I would go through things and I'd see like, you know, marketing tip or, you know, someone breaking down like 
the psychology of a mm-hmm. consumer purchase. I'd watch the whole thing a bit. This is incredible. And then TikTok would send me more things like that. And but I didn't want that to be mixed in with memes and and dumb yeah, yeah, things yeah. and like because then I and and this is just me being completely honest. I would be on that app for hours. Mm-hmm. I, and I had to stop. Like I'm like, I don't need this, man. Yeah. I don't have time for this. I can't. Like, it's a time sucker. It's a time sucker. And I'd just be like, when I was using TikTok, I was on there just like consuming. Consu- mm. I couldn't stop. It's like a vortex. I'm stuck. I can't stop. I would like joke about it with whoever I was with, like my cousin or my brother. Like, I just keep going. I yeah. these are so great. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? But uh all that to say the learn, like that that's a great feature because then now if I ever wanna like take a break from the Netflix or the YouTube or those things, it's like, let me go to this. And you can still use it as productive time. Um, so at least for me, I'm very into business and entrepreneurship and stuff. So I find a lot of like investing stuff on my learn, but also because I interact with that a lot. It's also my for you page now. Um, yep. uh, different things like that. Like obviously all the travel stuff that I follow, um, pops up on my for you page as well. And so for me, it's like over time, it's just became this like really nice curated feed that feels like very me. Right. Um, but also like going to your point about how much time you spend on the platform, I've always had this rule, just always try your best to create more than you consume. Um, I think that's just for creators, a really great rule of thumb to follow. Yeah. Um, because I know if I create more, then selfishly enough, the people that do spend hours and hours on TikTok a day are probably going to find me, mm-hmm. um, which is ultimately going to help me out. Um, it's kind of funny way to put it, but you don't have to dance around it. It's a fact. It's it's a fact. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's just facts, man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, no, I subscribe to the same same thinking, man. It's like, yeah, let me just put out more content let me be a producer of content yeah. as much as possible yeah. and it'll come it'll come back around to me uh you know not to say there's anything wrong with consuming but if you're doing it at the cost of what you should probably be doing mm-hmm. there's a problem like yeah. you know now it's become a procrastination now that's not the word it's become a not a crutch. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's an like escape. Yeah, like an escape. That's exactly what I'm looking for. It, it's just like anything else, you know. We we're, we just want to. Ah, oh, I got so much shit going on. Let me just spend an hour on TikTok. It's yeah. like we don't consciously make that decision, but it's like that's what we're doing. It's a habit. It's a habit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think things get a little bit dangerous because once you create those habits, it's very difficult to kind of break out of that mold. Um, but regardless, I find it's such a fascinating platform to me because now that things have scaled up and it is like, it's a lot of people that look like you and I like mid twenties. Um, it's a lot of people that kind of look like my mom. My mom's on TikTok a lot That's now too. Crazy. <laughs> um, and it's, it's cool because it means that there's this great opportunity for creators to yeah. not have to feel like they're targeting like kids yes. all the time. Yeah. Which is like a lot of what the energy was before. And yeah. it's like. Like because I would go on there and that's what I'd see. Yeah. And it would it would freak me out a little bit. And and you know what? To be fair, I gave I gave TikTok. It's it's like I tried creating some content on there for mm-hmm. a little bit. And I'll like, yeah, I'll tell you my little fucking TikTok story. Oh, let's so, go. So I you know I, I I'm I'm on there for those hours and I'm like no you know what I have a podcast why can't I just put some of my clips up mm. on here and so I did and I made the mistake the the number one mistake of TikTok is you can't repurpose content from another platform and and so it's gotta be native. exactly so I was like 
I could just take the clip I put on Instagram. It's like the same dimensions kind mm. of ish. And I could just, you know, just put it up. And no <laughs> engagement. Fucking like maybe a hundred likes. Like just so sad. Three comments. Like two of them are hate. And it's like, this, <laughs> this sucks, man. And But I kept going. I, you know, I started posting some like selfie videos. Always been a weird thing for me. Mm. I never felt completely comfortable doing them. I do them, but it's like. Ah, it's, it's, I yeah, feel yeah. cringe but I did it anyways and some of them went okay and then I was in Boston uh, I was uh, uh, I went to a Patriots game and I went to a, a Boston Celtics game and I don't know if you're familiar with um, the Boston Celtics at all yep. but there's a there's a player called Taco Fall yeah all right and this dude's big, like big yeah, seven huge. foot something huge taco yeah and, and I'm in the crowd and I'm just like let me just zoom in on this guy uh, on TikTok and, yeah. and so I zoomed in and I'm like bro this man's like 12 foot seven i literally wrote that like like an absurd like um y- you know height yeah i'm like bro this man's 12 foot seven and i, c- I got like twenty five thousand views or, or something like that i got like 100 comments of honestly kids yeah these are kids like who commented on the shit they're like he's seven seven he's seven 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 i'm going through these like they're all correcting me as if I don't know he's seven <laughs> seven, and it 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 was like it hyped me up because I got the dopamine hit of getting some like traction on TikTok, but it really pissed me off because I had nothing to do with my content. Yeah, I didn't do anything. I zoomed in on a tall dude on a basketball team, and it blew up <laughs> because of the algorithm and stuff like that. And so I was I it basically like it should have encouraged me to create more on there, right? Yeah, it was like. I was like, I can't be omnipresent. I can't be everywhere. Yeah. Let me just focus on where I know my listeners are at. No one on here is fucking with my podcast content. Mm. They'll either only fuck with me if I create TikToks and I don't have time for that. Or they'll fuck with me if I do dumb, memeable, shareable shit yeah. that they'll comment on. So that's my little quick TikTok story. It's like, man... I don't get this and I'm not going to take the time to learn. And that's the thing. It's like <laughs> if you feel like your audience is better served on one or two other platforms, put all of your attention there. I recognize that travel and adventure, it it's one of those things that I think is universally loved. Yeah. And it's one of those things that is whether you're 12 years old or 82, like there's something in there for you. So I knew that if I put my effort into that platform, there would be people that I'd be able to find. Um, And it was really, really fascinating because I always viewed it as I got laid off. And right now I was like, this is my best chance and best opportunity at leveraging a platform to accelerate me making those sort of dreams come true, being able to travel full time. The irony of it all is, is that for me, it didn't start happening until I'd made local content. Which I find so funny because I spent the last like three summers spending months away from Ottawa, traveling all across the planet. And then the second I start making content about Ontario, people like, oh, my God. Yeah. Just the ultimate. Do you think that's because the the platform like it pushes things to people locally a lot more? Yeah. So there's a there's several things that I've learned about the platform. And so in terms of the distribution things that I was talking about a few minutes ago. I find that everything I've learned about TikTok hasn't come from videos. It's come from actual like practitionership and like just aggressively going hard. And so I know right now that it's like if I make a 
like a video about a location here in Ottawa, I'm using all geographic hashtags because basically the hashtags on the platform will characterize who the, it's going to be put in front of on the for you page. And so I like when I see trending hashtags, I never hop on them. I think it's a very silly thing because it's too late. No, it's it's not that it's too late. What a lot of people do is they'll use a trending hashtag and they'll put out a post and unless it perfectly fits the hashtag, it might get you an extra, say, thousand views. But if of those thousand viewers, only like 10 people really fuck with it, then uh, it doesn't do anything cause, for Because they're looking at way more things. They want to see how long people yeah. were on it, if they comment, if they share, if they yeah. download it, if they sent it to a friend. Yeah. All these different metrics in the back end is what they're looking at. Yeah. And that's what they then push to the next like levels, I exactly. guess. Exactly. And tears. again surface level knowledge bro i don't like i well, don't here's a deep one <laughs> okay it's, let's go. i know it's not that deep <laughs> i guess we're going deep baby <laughs> but we're going deep on tiktok so right. this is a i haven't heard anybody else talk about this this is a very like me thing um and i haven't said it on a podcast or a public platform yet Let's but i have what i call the 10 in 1 rule on the platform and basically what it means is like if i if both of these things are ticked off i know my video is going to kill it okay and so it means if 10 percent of the people that watch the video like it and one percent of the people that watch it share it it's going to do well okay and so what i realized as i started <coughs> like kind of studying my analytics i was like okay the content that i have that gets a lot of shares and a solid amount of likes will then get like more and more views over the next two, three, four weeks and really, really start to pick up and explode. So I started thinking to myself, okay, like how can I start using this bit of knowledge to elevate my future content? And so there was a few things that I started doing in almost every video. First one is I would make my intros about three and a half seconds, three to three and a half seconds in length. Okay. And I would always say something that was either controversial or like a big statement. So I would say, I bet you didn't know about this blank location uh, in this city. Always. I've seen your videos. They always say something like that. Always. Yeah. Because what ends up happening is people think to themselves, I bet I did know. <laughs> or like, oh, like, I'm kind of curious, like, what do you have left to say? And then, so that's how I would get a bit more watch time. And if people got value in the video, they would always toss a like. How I got the shares was two ways. One, travel and adventure. Um, and even recently with like restaurants, right? those activities, people don't often like to do them alone. Right. So it's just the nature of the content uh, makes it easy to share with people. That's So true. if I go on a hike and I talk about a place, the likelihood of somebody wanting to share it with a friend is pretty high. But I would then toss in like subtle cues into the videos. With So instead of just saying like share this with a friend, I'd be like, this is a great place to go with some friends. Or like, this is a great spot to for a picnic with the homies. Um, great date location. Just things like that that subtly introduce the idea that you should send this to somebody else. Yeah. Or like, think of who you want to bring here. Right. And then if I added Because someone's always going to come to mind. Exactly. Right. And so then that would boost my shares consistently. And then the third metric, which happens with the, my most viral content, will be if I get a lot of follows from it. Okay. And so right now it's been hard to get a lot more followers because I do feel like I've hit up most of the Ottawa locations. <laughs> I've probably appeared on people's like, like for you page in Ottawa enough because yeah. like there was a four week period. I had 2 million views wow. on my videos and that's 
all local. Mm-hmm. So, and we have a city. And of for 1 people who people. people who don't know, look first. Let's shout out your 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 TikTok. It, yeah, James Life. Yeah, Life with an extra E. Yeah, so love it. Same with Instagram's the same. And if you if you're listening to this right now and you have TikTok, first of all, go follow him and check it out. Second of all, look, go actually watch his videos because I I save I save them mm-hmm. because it's like it's not just because I know you. It's literally like. Oh, I I didn't know about that hike. Yeah. I love hiking. I love the outdoors. I love these kinds of things. Oh, I didn't even know there's a place between Ottawa and Montreal that's, you know, I didn't know about this coffee mm-hmm. shop in Almont. Like I did like so when I watch those, I genuinely get value from it. So I think the the only thing that's going against you is like there's only so many people in Ottawa on TikTok. The bucket is small. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. So yeah. now the the strategy moving forward is introduce other cities. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing several Montreal trips coming up. Uh, and what's perfect about Montreal is two hours. Yeah. A lot of the locations I visit, I'll drive three three and a half hours in the morning and then head back in the evening. Nice. Um, and so Montreal, I'm like, okay, that's like half of that. Yeah. Um. So and my friend Maggie, who comes on all the videos with me, she started popping off too, and even. Even more so when she started doing Montreal work uh, um, and getting like an audience from there. So now it's like the strategy with the the channel and the account is to keep making this sort of content, but make it a bit of everywhere and then keep expanding. So like right. Montreal, Toronto, hopefully next month, the plan is to go out west and check out Banff, Ready and uh, which would be awesome. And the nice thing about Banff is that it's a hot spot for everybody yeah. all over the world. People yeah. want to go to Alberta. And like... Let, let's just talk about why like you're gonna have the most fire content it'll be so fun it's too. gonna look so beautiful like visually and you're gonna have such a great time yeah. because you're actually gonna be out here do, doing these hikes you know maybe mountain biking or whatever like, yeah. like you're gonna that, that's i love that and basically what you're talking about right now is like dominating like locally mm-hmm. and then, and then moving spread. on to the next thing and yeah. then spreading and then this pocket and that pocket. Yeah. And one thing that man, you, like hats off to you doing all this during COVID because you know, you were, maybe it's a blessing in disguise that, it, that, it, that it happened that you actually couldn't keep traveling, yeah. you know, because if maybe if you did, you would have continued with the travel videos only and maybe you would have given up on tiktok the way i did mm-hmm. you know so like there, i don't know maybe things work in mysterious ways like maybe it happened for a reason like you're you decided that i'm gonna go and make all this local content and dominate because now you've established a really solid foundation and those followers aren't going anywhere man mm-hmm. like and and another thing on that is they're gonna follow you wherever you go and yeah. so you know, I'm sure you have some like diehard people who comment on everything. Oh, Sonia. Yeah. Sonia. Shout out to Sonia, so, right? Shout out to Sonia. <laughs> Thank you for all the comments. She hops on all my lives and oh, like, man. everything. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Uh, that and and but like one other one kind of thing there, like just to summarize real quick what you were talking about with the algorithm. So it's like those three tips were like you want to make it um shareable. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure it gets people hooked right away yeah and it's relevant to people in that area yeah yeah and use your use your hashtags for the relevancy right so even if it's like even like if you're doing say you're doing a podcast or something and you're talking about this really unique idea or this really incredible story you don't necessarily have to use ottawa or like your geographical hashtags right use hashtags based on an ideology or a community 
But essentially, all I focus on is like if I'm using hashtags, I'm like, hey, what, who are the communities and groups that I want to see my content that I know would enjoy them? Right. Um, and what's been incredible is TikTok's enjoy, like the platform itself has enjoyed my content enough to put me at the very top of viral hashtags nice. without me even using those hashtags. Wow. So there was at one point hashtag Canada check was the like main hashtag for the week for Canadians. Canada check. I was the like, number was that... one video. <laughs> oh, nice. So, dude. and it was, I said, I bet you've never seen this Pebble Beach in Canada, which you and I know, <laughs> yeah. West Ottawa. Yeah. But because like TikTok put it on the Canada check, like hashtag, everybody started commenting being like, why are you saying Canada so weird? Like all these comments being like, dude, that's not uh, how you pronounce Canada. I'm dead. That's which so was funny. hilarious. But... That's what you want. You want the seven foot seven comments. That that, yeah. that was that <laughs> yeah, was your, yeah. that, that's great, man. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, I really I really like that, you know, I think I'm gonna like learn a lot from you. You know, maybe not only just from TikTok, but mm -hmm. it's getting the gears turning for me for all kinds of social media yeah. and, and how to distribute it better because now that I have clients for the podcasting service as well and I'm managing their podcast and trying to grow theirs and creating clips mm -hmm. and doing all that stuff it's like it's important that I also think about how can I help them grow their thing as well exactly and, and hashtags tagging on all different platforms is very different so I think I got to become a little bit of, of a better student and study these things and because I'm so lazy when it comes to Instagram or any of these yeah. platforms and using using hashtags. I literally have like the same like 10 that I use on each post mm. and then the rest I like fucking Ottawa business yeah, entrepreneurship yeah. like yeah foodie like you know like yeah. and and it doesn't do anything. I feel like it just like Instagram's tricky though to be fair. Yeah. It, like the hashtags they don't work the same there. Um, Instagram also has, I think, a bit of a problem with organic reach. It's really, really difficult to just get people to find you without putting ads behind it right, right there, Yeah, uh, which I think is the opportunity that is within TikTok. Um, but podcast content, it is difficult to make for TikTok. That's true. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think TikTok's a lot more and it just comes back to a personal brand, you know, yeah. uh, if you're using it for that purpose. And I, it's hard to make broad generalizations about TikTok because I've seen this one guy, he's literally just fucking eats a burger or some shit. Like, it, I, don't know, I don't know if you've seen this guy, but I think he just no words he literally just opens up a burger and just takes one bite out of it and that's the video and he's <laughs> fucking viral he's huge he's got millions of followers and it's incredible that's but so funny. like so but but sorry i got a little bit like distracted there but what i'm saying is like with tiktok if if you're in this kind of lane of creating regular content that's coming out people aren't actually going to care about the content mm -hmm. they care about you yeah. They want to know, like, what are you doing behind yeah. the scenes? So if I were, like, if I had more time and, and made more time for TikTok, what I'd do is, A, I'd sit down with you and, like, yo, I'm a boy. <laughs> but second <laughs> I bet of, you didn't know about this Ottawa TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet you didn't know about this Ottawa podcast we got. No, no, but, the uh, Sharma Palace. <laughs> yeah, the Sharma Palace. No, but but what, what, I'd, what I'd do is I'd start, like, showing just daily tips yeah. or things that I'm doing that, that I'm doing to level up or like, you know, cause I, you've listened to some of my podcasts, you know, some of the yeah. themes are like really 
self-development, trying to do better, trying to live better, trying to realize your potential yeah. in, in certain different areas of your life, right? But distilling that down, it's like what people really want to hear and those platforms is like, hey guys, like, you know, there's one thing that I do, blah, 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 every day when I'm working out. I'm not listening to this kind of music because of blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then people like that more than if I'm like, sharing this clip right here yeah. but i just chopped up one minute and put it they don't care on tiktok they're yeah. like why do i care unless i did some crazy like like made it all like like fucking what do you call it the when you got like the really loud music it's like extremely loud like what is it, ear rape I don't, I, yeah like i think i know what you're talking about yeah like it's like it's that like yeah. your face goes all green and shaky and shit like a, <laughs> <laughs> i know you've seen yeah, that like, i know exactly what you're talking about like the audio's peaking yeah everything's all fucked if i like but that's what i'm saying is like yeah. even when we give these like kind of tips and like you know, best practices there are that there's that kind of content that fucking blows up on there too so that's yeah. why i'm just like I don't get it. Well, man. for me, it's just, I always say focus on depth over width. I like, I like to think at least that I have a pretty deep connection with the people that follow me. Right. Because for the past couple months, I've provided so many videos that have gotten me so many messages about people being like, man, my summer would have sucked without like the content that you put out. Damn. Thank you for that. And that, that means the world. I just want to scale that all over the planet, you know? Um, and so for me, it's like, yeah, like I may not have every single video that goes huge. And in fact, like recently the past like two weeks, I haven't had any that really pop off that big, but I really like, I, I still feel like there's some form of impact because there's a small little community there that does actually care. And I think that is the smarter way to use the platform. I always say to people, like, if you want to grow on social media, never focus on going viral. I think going viral is like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Because if let's say like your first video you put out gets like a million views. Now you got this expectation. The expectations are so high. Yeah. The pressure is up. And then it's like, well, how do I replicate that? And then it's like, oh, all your content is now the same. Um, and so for me, it's like <laughs> what I've been pretty happy with, with how everything's gone is like I've had maybe like 10 to 12 videos like really, really pop off. But I think I've made like 100 and something. Maybe I would guess between 120 to 130 different videos on the platform that i'm still really proud of that people can go check out and i still think provide just as much value they just didn't quite get the same leverage from the algorithm for x y or z reasons um i really like uh the the head on your shoulders when it comes to this because it's really it's really easy to get caught up in the the dumb shit like the followers and the yeah. likes and the shares and that kind of stuff because it's uh, it feeds the ego yeah. it feels good we get those hits you know but what really matters is exactly what you talked about, those messages that you get. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps me going as well, man. Like, I haven't gone about my podcast in the best way that you should if you want it to go viral mm -hmm. or to grow. Like, I am basically did everything you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, I Like, I'm too general. I don't have a niche. I don't have one topic. I don't have one type of guest. Mm -hmm my shit does not come out regularly i take weeks <laughs> off sometimes i'm like an absolute like i'm the worst type of content creator i'm i'm breaking all those rules but what keeps me going and why i just want to keep doing this is those dms those messages that i get mm -hmm. from people who are like yo man like this made a really positive impact on my life on um, my day me, yeah my day like me me driving to work 
listening to this, it gave me motivation to start my side hustle. Mm. Or you know what? I'm gonna like start my own podcast and like can you help me out? Or like, yo, you know what? Like I I think I'm gonna quit my job. I get these messages and it's just like this first of all, fucking Wait, weird responsibility because I'm like I'm just a deadbeat like I yeah. have, I know nothing you know but at the same time it's so rewarding and like scaling that like you said is one of the missions being able to get that to as many people as possible but it's a double-edged sword right because we're human too and mm -hmm. like when you put out uh when you put out something that doesn't get the likes or the follows or, or all those metrics those vanity metrics it actually doesn't feel good. Like, mm. I, like I, I'll be the first to admit it. If I put a, a post up on Instagram or something and it only gets like, oh, it's only got like 200 views. Fuck. <laughs> what I do wrong on this one? Like, oh, maybe I posted too late. Maybe, and then you get this doubt. You get this like insecurity starts yeah. to creep in. You're just like, oh man, maybe people just aren't fucking with it anymore. Or you know what? Maybe people are tired of these videos or oh, I should try something else or I should talk about this. But then it's always like, I, I'm glad I'm this way and I feel like you're this way as well. It's like, I could just slap myself and be like, it's all bullshit. It does not matter. Yeah. The content's there and I didn't do it for those things. Yeah, those things feel yep. good, but I'm doing it for a different reason. I'm doing it to document my journey. I'm doing it because when I'm fucking 50 and I have kids or something and they ask me, you know, what were you doing when you're 24? It's like, go on YouTube. Yeah. Like, like that's what I was doing, you know? And like, this is my journey. I'm documenting it. I'm chatting with people like yourself. I'm learning more from like hour long conversations like this than I learned throughout university. I say that well, openly. I, I agree. I mean, I'm a, I'm a dropout. And so it's like yeah. entirely like I focus on conversations like this so intensely because I'm like, there's so much value in that in whether that's the network or the connections that you make, um, as well as just like the understanding that like you, the self learning is like one of the most difficult skills to like master, but yeah. is well, if you can do it, like the world is just so full of possibility. Most people stop formal learning after yeah. post-secondary or, or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm done. Like yeah. I, I won learning. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not how this shit works, man. It's a constant, like you gotta, you gotta actually kind of learn to love it. Yeah. Even, Education over entertainment. That's what I always say. Exactly, man always always find some kind of thing like in your day where 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 you could level up one kind of something maybe you didn't read a whole book this week you know that's mm. fine okay but if you got one chapter in yeah. this week that's better than if you didn't yeah. or like you know if you if you started writing a chapter of your own book or if you started doing like creating your own content or something like people i don't know i think this kind of brings me to like a point of, you know, uh, some of the dark sides of social media mm -hmm. is is the constant comparison. And it's constantly people evaluating themselves against what this person's yeah. perfect life looks like or this little tidbit of, you know, what I'm seeing. And like, oh, man, like how did Deepak get a studio? It's like. I have a studio apartment, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> like you know, I don't have like like oh man, Deepak has all the mics or this and that. The same way I would look at like you know someone a, a, a big podcaster that I would look up to and be like, man, how'd they get that shit? Like, fuck, it's toxic, man. It's so dangerous. Comparison is the thief of joy, brand. Like, you it's the thief of I. I'd even extend it. It's the thief of everything in your life. Yeah, 
co- uh, comparison syndrome. It's something that like I definitely dealt with way, way back. And it's just, it's so, so bad. Like there's yeah. not a single benefit to it. Nope. Um, and, but what, like, I kind of want to touch about what you were saying, because when it comes to comparison, I think one of the things that I try to focus on, cause like I do recognize that I travel a lot. I share photos from like beautiful locations, whether that's in tropical places or whatever. Mind you, it is all for the most part on my own money, my own effort and that sort of stuff. But one message that I try to make abundantly clear as frequently as possible is really, really emphasizing and talking about mental health, mental wellness within my content. And so one of the things that I always, always mention is that I use adventures and travel and all that sort of stuff as a way to keep my mental well-being so intact. I know that the second that I go out on a hike or I like finish a hike, I enter a new city or destination, I'm full of curiosity and right. I'm, I'm grounded, I'm present and nothing really else matters but what I'm doing at that moment yeah. and I feel fantastic and I've never had a bad time when I just decide to put the boots on and go for a walk, go on a hike, explore somewhere new, go on an adventure and so at least I try to make one of my themes like I don't want you to be jealous of my life. I want people to focus on like, this is how you can really manage some of the stresses that life can bring, especially given current circumstances uh, with layoffs, um, uncertainties and all the things that, that could happen. These are great things that you can do to really better, better your life, better the quality of your memories. Yeah. And like, that's what I, I, it's so important to me to like hit on that stuff. You know, that's huge, man. What I think how i think you could take that to the next level is having first of all once your podcast goes yeah i can't wait for that but second like make show people the behind the scenes struggle yeah the you know the the grind to scrape up money to be able to travel you know maybe don't just show the sunset Yep. Show the fucking missions or the shitty hostel that you're staying in yep. with like bed bugs or something. Yep. Yeah. Show 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 that side maybe a bit more too because yep. I think people people need to see that like look, travel doesn't have to be this like luxurious like next level thing. Like some of the some of the people that I met who've been the most free in life, they didn't even believe in like taking a plane anywhere they're like i'm either taking a train or like hitchhiking like Mm. legit hitchhiking everywhere i'm couch surfing i don't need a fancy airbnb uh you know hostel why would i need a hostel to me a hostel is like a good budget option you know but to to some people that's a bougie like uh, expenditure so travel does not have to be expensive and so if that's an itch that you think you have fucking just make it happen like like i'm sitting in front of someone who legit makes it happen at whatever expense and that's Mm. what i respect so much about you and that's why like we clicked right away it's like i get i i i wavelength i i understand Mm. that this dude he's he knows what he wants you know he hasn't completely figured out how he's gonna make that sustainable forever yet Mm. but he's making strides he's making things happen he's hustling he's he's doing it instead of just staying stagnant and feeling sorry for yourself like oh well i i couldn't afford a you know vancouver's how could i go to whistler that's so expensive a plane ticket's like a thousand bucks how could i do that it's like well you could drive that that would suck but you could drive (laughs) you could make that happen yeah you were talking when you came in here van life 
Yeah. Completely a, a legitimate option. If you want to explore, and like, sorry, to, to, to end this like last rant, if you want to explore, it doesn't have to be abroad at these tropical places. Mm -hmm. You have shown that it can be right at home in boring old Ottawa. Yeah, well, that was another <laughs> thing. I was like, like for me, like just what you're talking about, it doesn't have to be so far. For me, travel, it's travel's an activity and that activity doesn't necessarily have to include a flight yeah um it's just like it's it's just the it's the adventure of going somewhere new yeah um and and that could be like to the other end of town yeah or that could be like to the same to just a new restaurant or whatever oh dude i used to do that so much sorry to interrupt you when i lived i lived with my parents in orleans my mm -hmm. whole life i was basically raised in orleans and for people who don't know orleans is a suburb of ottawa and so uh, living there i just i was like i'm like it's boring here there's nothing to do here and so when when i got my like driver's license and i could drive and i got my first car um a little piece of shit acura but like you know i have my my car and i'm like i got freedom now i could do yeah. whatever i want i could travel and to me what that meant was driving around some of the nice places in ottawa mm -hmm. and going to gatineau hills or to go you know going to different places where i could just be like yeah let's see what's going on over here like yeah let me just go to uh let me just go to montreal for the day or let me just go to toronto or hear that like just changing your environment that that's enough it's it's in the like, like the mental health benefits that you get from just that new scenery that new experience it's incredible it's what i find always makes me feel alive yeah like every waking of every day like i try to make sure that i'm doing as many new experiences as possible I would consider this one of them. You know, this is my first time on a podcast in the Sharma Palace. <laughs> first of many, brother. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I, and I love that. It's addicting. And I think that's, it's just a great way to keep your life like always zesty as I, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah. Zesty. You need zest. You need, you need excitement. You can't just, I don't think human beings are programmed to do the same thing no, every day. They're not meant to be stagnant. But we're not, man. And, and maybe it's like, you know, we could get into like how we've been programmed into by the industrial revolution mm. and all this way of, you know, you know, having labor become this specialized thing where you're doing the same robot thing every day but we're also living in a time now where that's being completely flipped on its head yeah. and more people now are working for themselves and figuring out how to get the bag on you know themselves yeah. you know without having to rely on that income and it's it's there's so many ways to do it man like just if you Internet. really if you really want to do it because i know a lot of people say they want like oh i'd love to just you know quit my nine to five and mm -hmm. travel and do this and that a lot of people say they want to do it but if you really like deep down like really wanted to you'd fucking make it happen i agree i agree so i'll i'll elaborate on that point because for me it's like people like how do you travel so much i'm like i do make a lot of sacrifices i'm 24 next week like in less than a week right now and i still live at home yeah so i still live with my parents and with my family and that's not because I can't afford to live somewhere else. It's because I can't afford to travel and live in my own apartment. You or have like to pick and choose. Like that. You and have so to pick and choose your battles. You gotta, you gotta sacrifice certain things to get certain outcomes. Yep. And so for me, it's like I am willing to just sacrifice so much of my life to make sure that I can go to a new place. Um, a couple of years ago, I gave up Fridays and Saturdays. I don't like. I don't party. Don't go out. I don't go to clubs almost 
ever. I maybe drink like three to four times a year. Yeah. And that's not because like I'm against it. I, I enjoy it. Like I yeah. love that stuff. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. being with my friends and like having a good time. It's just more so that I know the value of my money on Fridays and Saturdays doubles. Because what it means is that by me working on a Friday or Saturday night at the restaurant, for example, I'm no longer spending money. Right. And then I'm also making money, which doubles everything that I'm kind of talking about. It's the same principle as like, you know, produce more than you consume. Yeah. It's the same thing. You, yeah. Like it, it, you just now just applied that to making money instead of spending it, which yeah. so many people and my friends included, me included, you know, will blow money for no reason and so on the fridays or saturdays and so what i've realized is like one of the easiest things to cut out if you're serious is the alcohol like that's one of the easiest things to mm. just like you could still actually go out you could still actually yeah. do some just things be the dd yeah yeah you know like and charge you, maybe five bucks per person just uh you could take it to that level like, for sure but, but if you're like listen like i just want to cover like the cost of gas or yeah whatever, absolutely boom. why not like if if that's so important to you to yeah. to go out but it is also you know easier sometimes for it to just be like you know what I'm just going to stay home or work on my business. Or, you know, if, if I know people who are like, oh, I want to build a course or I want to write a yeah. book. Right? But then they're still out doing all the shit and then they claim they have no time. Yeah. So you have the time. We all have the same fucking time. Yeah. It's what are you doing with it? Like, you know, do an yeah, audit. Like, what's your priority structure? <laughs> exactly. Like, is, is Netflix a priority? Like, well, your time will tell me that. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think I love Netflix and I think anybody that like there's there's nothing wrong with that. I just think if you want to get more outcomes or different outcomes out of your life, you obviously have to do different things. You have to change that structure. You have yep. to change your environment and you have to change the people that you are around on yes, a frequent basis. That's a big one. Um, and that's something I've certainly invested in in the past couple of weeks, as you've probably seen, like really connecting with Hayden, one of your boys, like. Yep. Him and I are really tight in the past, and we've only like really connected in a month, and we're always chatting every single day. Great guy, and that it just feels great knowing that it's like cool. There's like another person in my circle that's really driven, really hungry, yep. and is like willing to do something, and that it, it makes it inspires you, it makes you want to get up and like not take a nap today. It makes you just want to <laughs> do extra extra stuff. Hundred percent, man. And I think like practically speaking, for anybody kind of listening, and they they you know. They might be stuck in that, like, oh, my God, like, I don't know, I like, where's all my time going? Mm -hmm. I never have time to do these things. Literally do an audit. Like, I, yeah. I, I did this as, as early as this week, and I do this because I fall off. I'm a human. Mm -hmm. I... You know, I have these ultra productive uh, weeks and I, I go crazy and I get everything that I need to get done. And then I fall off the mm. wagon. I, you know, maybe I drink a bit more. Maybe I enjoy summer a little bit more. Maybe mm. I, you know, I, I, I go off and I, you know, maybe my nutrition falls off my sleep. All these things kind of feed into each other, right? But whenever I need to reset, I literally like take an audit of like every 30 minutes, like what is, Every 30 minutes of my day, how is it being spent from the minute I wake up mm. to till when I go to bed? And that gives me so much clarity of like how lazy a motherfucker I really am. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I did work for like 40 minutes and I took two hours off just fucking cleaning. Just or on like, TikTok. Yeah, just on TikTok. Just like, you know, like, you know, watching a video or doing like, oh my God, that has to go. Yeah. How am I going to do that? Okay, well... 
let me leave my phone in a different room when I'm doing deep productive work. Yeah. Okay, boom. The next day I see that, okay, shit, I just did like three hours of uninterrupted work. And that's like more than I did the week before mm -hmm. in, in a day. Yeah. And, and so you start to see, and it's like, you know what? I got so much done today that I'm going to give myself an episode of Ozark. Like I'm going to, I'm going to watch. It, use it as rewards. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to watch some, like I'm not against Netflix. Netflix is probably one of the fucking world's most amazing creations. But when it's Netflix at the cost of my, my mission, my life, yeah, what I need to be purpose. doing. Yeah, exactly. Now you're fucking up. Like it's, it's Sunday afternoon. We could be doing anything else, but we're sitting here having this amazing podcast. I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. But, but, it's still a sacrifice because mm -hmm. you could be napping for you it's napping. i'm a nap <laughs> you know I, I yeah i could be fucking napping too i don't really love naps but i could be doing that too yeah but it's like th this means so much more to me it's so much of a higher priority for me mm -hmm. and like doing this i'm i get way more out of it than any of those other things and i think it's really just i know i'm going off on this ramp but like for anybody <laughs> listening it's just like Yo, that's what it's about. It's like, do that audit. Really just be real with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Like, this is what I'm doing with my time. This is how I'm going to change it. This is how I'm going to prioritize. This is how I'm going to get my goals. 100%. And to add one more key point into that, I think for me, what's been one of the best tools that I've used just as a productivity hack is invest in conversations Ooh. like this one. Because I know as soon as I finish this, I'm going to come off this like high. <laughs> I'm probably going to go right to work and be like, let's go. Let's get some stuff yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably going to stick with me for at least a couple days. And if you can input like a really deep or it's not that deep <laughs> conversation yeah. into your life and just inject that into your veins like every couple days like the the high and the the benefit that you get that carries with you yeah. is mind-boggling and it's one thing to listen to a conversation whether that's this podcast or another person talking about but to dive into one and even if it's just like a coffee a coffee yeah. or a lunch just just uh, do that just do it it's, yeah oh like, and it's never been easier like i no, pe people like, people talk, people ask me all the time they're like oh my god like how do you excuse me how do you start a podcast how do i do this how do i do that like oh you need all this crazy equipment yeah. you you got all this like like you have this big studio like what download <laughs> anchor and use your phone literally like, that's it maybe buy a hundred this is a hundred dollar off amazon microphone mine's 80 bucks that's what i'm saying there's nothing crazy about this like you can do that and and anchor great app you can start to finish for free yep. publish edit your platforms. own platforms on all platforms so it's never been easier. If you really want it, you'll do it. Like, don't come up with those excuses. My brother, we're we're already like well over an hour of uh, <laughs> just just talking shit. I love this. I want to keep it going, but let's um let's start to wind it down. I had a few more things I wanted to chat sure. about. Um, and and that's one of them is like, what's what's next for you? What's what's kind of next for the whole personal brand? You know, the TikTok, the travel the video work, everything, What what's the next move? Yeah, so I think after I've really, not a written, but a, a mental audit that I've done, just going back to what we were saying, um, of the things that I really want to get out of my life, I think the dream is to be a successful YouTuber. Okay. I think I have like the, the video and the photo skills for it, but I also think that my personality matches really well for it. I believe so, yeah. And so the dream is to get the TikTok to be the top of the funnel to YouTube and Instagram. Got it. So people, so I can get exposed to more and more people 
And then it's like, oh, longer form videos on my YouTube channel behind the scenes on Insta. Right. So that's the plan is to keep like investing into myself by, you know, next month, hopefully we'll be Banff. Go explore the Rockies, make a bunch of vlogs, a bunch of travel guides, a bunch of TikToks and and great photos for Instagram and just connecting with people, investing in that. But in terms of the ultimate macro picture, this is the first time, it might be the second time that I've said it like on a very public platform, (laughs) but the dream is to go and visit every country on planet earth, all 196 and make 196 mini documentaries and short films about my experiences there. So, and like, I, as far as I'm aware, I don't think anybody's done that to date. And for me, like, there's so much of a mission in that because that's the ultimate chance that I can say, like, you know, like the people in Afghanistan could be like the warmest people ever. Yeah, and I've and heard they really are. <laughs> and all we've ever heard is war. Yeah. And based on the media that we have access to here. And so for me, it's like I want to challenge people's perspectives on what they think travel should be like right. or what they think other communities and cultures are like. I also want to work on conservation projects with wildlife um, and all that sort of stuff. And so the ultimate mission is just travel to every country in the planet, film, document, and create it, share it for everybody to see, connect with people along the way so that I can promote sustainability within ecotourism, mental well-being, and just the breaking down of barriers within cultures, communities, and people. Wow. Um, Talk about fucking self-awareness. That's, that's <laughs> Talk about like having clarity dream. on your mission, dude. That's, that's the dream because it's like I – and I was telling this to Hayden the other day, and I, I get a high off of like – doing things that i feel like nobody else has done okay um so when i travel i'm like i don't just want to go to the main spots i'm right. like Let me i go want off the- <laughs> i want to like live with this family yeah, for the yeah. week because i feel like nobody else i know has done that cool um and and it's just it's just continuously doing that trying to build this brand that i've just started on tiktok into something really sustainable that can take me working on some great projects and yeah. hopefully benefiting people's lives along the way and it will man i can't wait to like watch your journey and 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 be a part of it hopefully man and uh, you know i'm I'm gonna hit a couple of these countries up with you for sure i'm gonna be there Uh, no 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 like it 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 already happened time just hasn't (laughs) caught up yet that that, that's what i like to say i had a few more things that i I just had to ask of course before we wrap this up it's just like there's so much we could literally do like four parts to this but um what do you think about the business side of TikTok? Uh, how how does that work for content creators mm-hmm. and people now wanting to get on there and make some fucking bread, man? How do you make yeah. some money on that thing? Okay, so this is this is where I'm about to geek out. So from everything that I've seen recently, TikTok's committed a billion dollars to the TikTok Creator Fund. So unlike YouTube, where the ads need to be played for you to receive ad revenue, TikTok just has a pool of money that they are distributing to creators right now in the United States based on their views and so you have to be eligible for it and blah 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 and they are also committing i believe at least double that so at least two billion dollars internationally okay and so that hasn't been rolled out internationally yet at least not here in canada but that opportunity is unlike anything we've seen from a single platform in history okay facebook's never paid creators directly no and if they have it's been those rare few that get ad revenue from like actual like facebook watch tv shows okay um youtube does pay creators but it's based on the ad revenue that comes um and And then it's not great 
And it's it's it depends on your niche. It depends on right, the quality right, of your right. videos. It depends on the how watch long time. People are watching. It yeah. depends how long people watch the ads. Like there's a lot of nuances there. But TikTok is really investing in creators. On top of that, because they are creating that learn page, creating a learn page is also going to scale up even further the amount of older users that are going to flock to the platform because it's not as much kids that care about educational content. Okay. And that's a huge opportunity. The third thing that I would say is if you want to build your YouTube channel or your Instagram or other personal brand accounts, I think TikTok is the best place to do it because you can cast a really wide net, catch a few fish and reel them in and send them elsewhere. Okay. Um, I'm so, going to do this, man. You got me fired up. <laughs> I'm going to get on that learn page because I'm actually huge. I'm actually trying to create a course right now myself. Where, yeah. uh, I'm going to call it Podcast Foundations. I love it. And, and I basically built the outline of this and I have like all the content like yeah. ready to be scripted. Yeah. So I just have to go and script and, and record the shit and edit it and put it out. But one of the best ways that I feel like I could probably get some visibility on there is by using tiktok and getting yep. on that learn page and giving value because i have a bill i could talk about podcasts for like fucking 20 hours it's yep. like i live this you know like so yeah i'm gonna do it man it's i i hope you do and I, yeah. i'm very happy to help in, yeah. in any step of the process and it's it's just it blows my mind because i've had videos that have been extremely local like there was one for morris island conservation area which is towards iron prior fitzroy area um, and that blew up and I think it has over like 350,000 views right now. That's 35% the entire population of Ottawa. Oh my God. And like, you that's know, and obviously nuts. there's probably people in like a, a further geographic yeah, but circle. No, no, the point but is, the point nuts. is, is say in a one to 2 million person pool, 350,000 people saw that video without me having to spend a dime. That's nuts. And it took me, All I think, organic. I and I filmed most of it on my phone, which is funny because as a videographer on TikTok, half of my videos are just <laughs> iPhone stuff that I edit. Does that and bother you a bit? No, I love it. <laughs> okay. I love it. Makes life so easy. Don't have to carry it. all your shit. Well, it, it, the reason I love it is because it's a very unique skill that I don't think a lot of videographers have, which I can now put in my repertoire mm. and that by i mean is like i know how to catch people's attention in 15 seconds or less boom and it's like i don't i don't care how it happens yeah you know it's like there are certain things um like a couple techniques i do is like i will raise the audio levels of every intro i do in adobe premiere ah. to the point where they're just about to peak so okay. that it's as so loud it's really catches your attention it's as loud as it can possibly be without sounding muffled so that's like gives me the best shot at catching your attention quickly nice um and then i Pro also <laughs> narrate all of my so instead of narrating on my phone i narrate on a task mdr05 audio recorder so i have professional sounding audio for all my narrations which increases my production value. And then I also color grade the footage. Yes. So even if it I'm using great. iPhone clips, it's like, how does your iPhone look this good? I'm like, because I know how to use like editing softwares and stuff. Um, but that's just something you got to focus on. Like if you want to build on TikTok, do a couple things right. Um, really provide as much value and make sure that like whatever value you're providing can be shared with someone else. Right. Um, that's just super important. And I really believe that that can funnel to your Instagram and that can funnel to your YouTube. Yeah. And that, and all it's going to feed this huge personal branding machine that's going to build it into something great. Wow, that's man. what I'm hoping for, at least for myself. That's my plan. No, I've been it's going to happen for like dude. two, three months. It's going to happen, man. Because you, you get it though. You get yeah. like you really do get it. I that, study it. 
And that's that's the thing. It's like a lot of people, me included, aren't willing to do that extra, go that extra mile. So that's that's amazing, man. A few more things. <laughs> uh, I wanted to know how do you feel about all this like TikTok China and all this like stuff going on with the states. Yeah. And, uh, so I think um, it's I, I've got mixed opinions. I I think TikTok's here to stay, uh-huh. and I don't think that's me saying that from a biased opinion. That's me just looking at things objectively. That's me understanding a few things on the back end. One. TikTok purchased $800 million of Google Cloud storage to store all of their data. So Americans have access to that data. Right. The second is that all the servers for TikTok based in the Western world is based in the United States and Singapore. So China doesn't have direct access to the data as far as I'm aware. If if I'm wrong, somebody message me about that. Um, On top of that, it does look like Microsoft, Twitter, um, and even Walmart are in on the fight for the acquisition, as well as I think Trump extended it by following 45 days to give it a three-month window to be acquired. Right. Um, I think I, I think it was something like 120 million Americans, just Americans, use it every month. Right. Um, so I, I just I just can't insane, see it going actually. anywhere. I think the the value of the the business 120 million Americans yeah. Yeah. use TikTok every month. Yeah. Oh and my God, that's nuts! It's dude. insane. That's and like then, what forty percent? It's insane. And then if if you also include that TikTok CEO is American, uh-huh. um, who was also the former head of distribution at Disney Plus, oh my who God. is also the guy that was responsible for the acquisitions of Marvel and Lucas Films for Disney. So he brought in Avengers and Star Wars to Disney. Yeah. And so it's like I feel like they've got a great set of like leadership in the uh, there. I think. Uh, the platform itself has really taken storm because it is better in so many different ways. Um, I think it's just here to stay, whether it's it, okay. it's acquired by somebody else or so not. So follow on, do you see Instagram Reels as a threat no. to TikTok? No, no? not no. at all? Not, not even the slightest. Okay. I think actually, it's, maybe this is controversial, I think Instagram Reels actually hurts Instagram more than it helps them. Really? Because they're trying to do too much? Yeah. Because it's so obvious that they're trying to copy TikTok? It's part of that. And then on top of that, it's like it dilutes your feed. Right. So it's like you have this expectation when you come onto Instagram of what you're going to see. Instagram Reels is a completely new form of content that I think everybody that's hopped on so far has been like a little uncomfortable with. Like, it's only fifteen seconds, right? Yeah, but it's also like, well, I we already have IGTV, we already have posts that can be up to sixty seconds. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what the benefit of having reels is. Yeah. Unless it was its sure. own separate page on your feed, but the fact that they mix in the reels with the IGTVs and the posts or its own app. Yeah. Like so like, I thought yeah. its own app, but then it would be a little difficult to get users. I think on a different app. That's true. Um, I always thought like change the explore page just to a reels feed uh, would be really really smart um but for me it's like i don't i don't think it helps um going like very like macro and everything i think instagram is kind of in a very cash 22 situation where right now organic reach is so low which really lowers the incentive for creators to create on the platform yeah and it puts them in a box where they feel the only thing they can put out has to be perfect and i think that's a big problem right now and the only way they can really get exposed um, is by getting people to funnel in from a TikTok or YouTube channel or put ads behind their work. Right. If Instagram decides to increase the value of organic reach, that lowers the value of their ads. Mm. And advertisers are then going to be pissed being like, 
why did I just spend $20,000 on your platform when yeah. I could have paid this influencer, like this creator with 2,000 followers to get the exact same results because they have talent within uh, organic reach? Man, um, that is a conundrum to say the least. I'm yeah. glad I don't have to be Zuck making the making these calls. <laughs> the <Zucks. laughs> yeah, um, dude, these things are man. Social media, bro. What a. What I is, love that stuff though. Like it, it is. It's very interesting to me because you know, we're all consumers of it, yeah. and a, a good percentage of us are producers yeah. in it as well. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens, bro. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't. It doesn't keep me up at night, but it's definitely. It's a part of our oh totally. Our lives. And it's, I always it, think like if TikTok disappears and I lose the nearly like thirty thousand people that I have on that because that's far and away my most like active platform in terms of a large following, I'm totally okay with that because I know that I can apply the skills that I use to grow on TikTok anywhere else. Right. And that I've tested and proven the value of my work which is to me enough. And I know that on a long enough timeline, like other platforms are going to catch up. Thousand percent so. brother, man, this has been an amazing episode. I think we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're way <laughs> over time here, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? Not even bad. This, we're in the Sharma palace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, this is a great episode, man. I'm going to finish off with just our lightning round. Three quick questions. Just, just to, Let's go. Because I never know how to really end it without it. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, get out of my fucking apartment. Get out of my uh, palace. Yeah. Um, okay. N uh, number one. Yeah. If you could tell 45-year-old uh, Jamie what the number one thing that 23-year-old Jamie is, is focused on right now, what is it? Consistency is more important than effort. Okay. Damn. Uh, that's very true. Because like people always preach about hard work. Hard work means nothing if it's not every day. Yeah. Like oh, a two-hour gym session means nothing compared to a thousand 20-minute ones. So. If you had to pick one destination to live the rest of your life, you had to pick one. I know, I know it, it already doesn't sit right, but you had to pick one spot and that's it. This is it. This is the spot. Hawaii. 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 It just stole your soul. I have, I've never been. Oh, you haven't been there? Never been. Ticks all my boxes. Tropical weather, um, year-round sunshine. I okay. can surf. I can mountain bike. And it's within a time zone. I can still watch the NHL. Okay. Wow. You've thought about this. Yep. Okay. Um, and last and final question. How do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as somebody who put everything that they possibly could into making the best memories possible. And I think we just made one of those today, brother. I think so too. Thank you so much for coming on the It's Not That Deep podcast. Shout out all your social media again where people can find you. James Life with an extra E on Instagram and TikTok. Nomads on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to check out my website that I'm not too active on, it's lifesbetterabroad.com. And podcast coming soon. Yeah, hopefully so. <laughs> Let's make it happen, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And just remember, it's not that deep. Woo!